and welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I was made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. And? Kendon. I was made in the 80s. <laughs> you were made in the 80s. We were made in the 80s. I was not. You were made in the 80s. No? No. No, he wasn't. I wasn't. No. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. I feel like part of like the 80s did make you. Yeah. A lot of who you are. In fact, probably more than us. That more than the 90s for sure. Born in the 80s. Yeah. That's been our justification all along. Yeah. Cuz I I really do think that a lot of the stuff that we've covered has more to do with who you are today than even us. But not one, not this movie. Yeah, say so not this movie. Uh oh, I have a um I had a prop for today. Remember, so Kenan got me a mermaid tail. Is this in a visual a few podcast? Years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, totally not. It's not. But, you know, it's different. Like, I know that while I'm talking, I know if I have a mermaid tail on and I was going to wear it. But it's also kind of hot. How hot is it today? Like 90s? 90s something, yeah. 92, I think. So maybe I didn't want to wear the mermaid tail. Yeah, yeah, no, not today. Yeah. Okay. Well, so today's episode, uh, friends, is the 1984 film Splash, starring Tom Hanks. John Candy, Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah, the Eugene dad Levy. from American Pie. Eugene Levy is his name. Yeah, great. Directed great by step. Ron Howard. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Even when I said, "Oh, it's Ron Howard movie," I wasn't listening. Written by Brian Grazer. Who's that? Uh, producer. Somebody I know. Produced a bunch of stuff you've seen. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. But first, do we have any news? Can it? Any news? I got news. What's your oh. news? Dune. Dune? You have a Dune update? A Dune it's been a while. I have a Dune update. I feel like it's been months since we had a Dune update. Apparently, uh, Warner Brothers is coming out with its own streaming service. Everyone, streaming wars. <laughs> this is bad. Um, it's not good? Mm-hmm. It's not good? We don't need... How many streaming services do we need? Uh, what you're going to end up happening is them trying to it's package new, each yeah. other. It's a new cable. Yeah. Remember what I said? We all have our own and then I buy them all We're going to cancel HBO... Go, and then I think you can get HBO through Amazon. So we'll just get HBO through Amazon. One less like bill to deal with, and supporting local businesses at the same time. I, it's sure. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, um. Yeah. Well, they are going to be releasing a Dune television show. Do you know when the streaming Why? service is supposed to start? Sometime in 2020, I believe. Same year as the film. Yeah. So the film will launch into the new show that's going to be part of the streaming. Or the show's going to lead up to... It's about the Bene Gesserit. It's about the... Okay. 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 So they're they're like in conjunction with each other. It's not like competing. I think they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, the dude is... uh, uh, Denny Villeneuve, the uh, Villeneuve, the director is involved. So that's good. If they're smart, they'll use this film to launch into the new show. Yeah. I, I don't think had, it's like, going to be like that, though. I think it's going to be the reverse. Well, we just, re- like, we did Avengers more and of a Agents prim- of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm? Kind of how we had Avengers and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. No. Kind of like how they did, they did, like, with Blade Blade Runner 2049. They had a bunch of small, short films they did leading into the film that sort of filled the gap in between both movies. That mm-hmm. might make more. They were short films. But this is supposedly the the plotting that they were doing up right before the events. Of Dune. <coughs> I'm... I don't know how to feel about this. It's the it's the future that we live in. It's the times we live in. But, um... You know how Game of Thrones, the seasons got worse after they... 
started to depart from the source material, or they they lost the source material. Mm-hmm. The source material for anything Dune before the first book is not created by the creator of Dune. But it's, it's written good, by isn't his. It? No, no, it's not. No, I thought you liked the Samarillion. <laughs> like I thought you liked all that. That's the Lord of the Rings. That's J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, sorry. Not that then. Um, they, uh, what, Jihad? Uh, yeah, the Butlerian Jihad. Butlerian but- Jihad. I thought you liked that. It was entertaining enough, but it's very straightforward. It's a really basic. That's it's hard to explain how. No, it's bad. Oh, okay. It, it's, it was like Terminator. It was like reading Terminator. I don't know if I'm getting that across. That's great. No, re- you've read Dune. Right? Yeah, it's really boring. <laughs> it's a whole so, bunch of descriptions so got, of scenery. So they've got a Dune, they've got a Dune show coming to whatever Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think it might be interesting. It's just my point. My point is that the, they don't really have good source material because all of the books that were written by the son and the co-author instead of by the original creator um, are mundane and pedestrian. Fair. Oh, okay. okay. But as At I was, least they have something they're working off of, and like Game of Thrones, where they didn't. Yeah, sure. Um, and then as I was reading that, uh, also turns out, speaking of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the guy who did voices for or who uh, helped create the languages for Game of Thrones is now working on the Dune movie. Oh, fun! It's good. Yeah. That w- that's a good sign because yeah. Game of Thrones did a lot of things right. Yeah, I think the movie is in good is is shaping up as far as I can tell. And the TV show, I'll I'll take a look at, and if it's dumb, I won't watch. So it's all there good. Yeah. Tim, do you got any news? Uh, really quick uh, update on um, Candyman movie that's Ooh. coming from Jordan Peele. Now you can uh, only say that once. We can only say it once. Uh, Monkey Paw. Here's a quote from Monkey Paw creative director Ian Cooper, who explains. Quote, we talk a lot about fans and the idea of appeasing fans. And when you don't do that, how do you do that? <clears throat> okay. Start <laughs> we, talk, we talk a lot about fans and the idea of appeasing fans. And when you do that and how you do that and how you do it, when you do it and what not to do it. I think my issue with fandom is that it's really problematic. It's probably the most problematic thing facing the genre. I typically, oh. It typically comes with a dogma. That is abrasive and that is more resistant to change. Than They're you talking would about Candyman, though, right? This is in the movie. I think what we're trying to do with Candyman is both be mischievous in how we address the relationship to the first film, but also be very satisfying. Hmm. So, so is Candyman about to kill the fandom? No, but probably I can imagine their updated version will probably be a lore about Candyman. Oh, it's going to be like Creepypasta? Yeah, the people are just obsessing over. Yeah, man, that's gonna be great. Oh. But think about it. If we think about like what we know about serial killers, like Bundy, that he had like a fandom. Oh. Yeah, but the, but we're talking about Reddit now. You're yeah. talking. This about- is gonna be great. Yeah, the Reddits oh. of the world. So oh, oh. oh, wait. Like if you type his name three times, he comes out your computer. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Though. <laughs> but, but, you know, but the way people obsess over things in a way, you know, through internet. So I thought that was an interesting take on. So I'm fascinated to see how it looks in the film. Yeah. Well, so this kind of reminds me, have you, Kendra and I have not gotten to it, but have you watched the most recent season of Black Mirror? Yes. Uh, how is it? Not my favorite season, oh. but it's 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 got, I didn't love the second episode. I just okay. didn't like the ending. Striking Vipers is crazy. 
you probably have seen some memes about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> just yeah. like, okay. Oh, boy. It's about these two guys who start playing a game together. Hmm. Of tag? Uh, that's what you want to call it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is like Miley Cyrus. And like she's in like this doll. Miley Cyrus is she's in, in it. it. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So it's fine. It wasn't my favorite season, but it's, you know, I like... I like Black Mirror. What they're getting into for Candyman seems like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like comment, social commentary. Well, obviously. For, right. <laughs> wasn't the first the movie? Pro- for production. Yeah, the first movie was. Studio. The first movie was social commentary. Well, like gentrification, them knocking yeah. down the towers and Cabrini Greens and putting up. They put up these rich condos that were haunted by this black man who was killed by. Candyman is a black guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? He was, he was lynched. Oh, Tony Todd. Wasn't what? he basically lynched? He was lynched for day What? Day. Yeah. I had no. I, I, they I don't covered him in honey bees. and let the, the bees. bees yes, the kill. bees. I, I, so I always, which is actually kind of funny right now because now I'm thinking of Wicker Man. I know. <laughs> the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! So this is weird because weird tie in. Um, I always think of John Candy for Candyman. John Candy from A Green Mile? No, John, oh, John Candy, Candy from, from this movie. Oh. Right? <laughs> was John Candy in A Green Mile? Was that his name? No, John Coffee. Uh, well, oh. I had no idea Candyman was black. Well, yeah. What? Yeah. No, I've never seen it. I'm too scared of that stuff. Oh, so you never actually seen him? No. Yeah. Wow. He's that guy with the really expressive face that always looks like he's about to start crying. You've seen the actor before. Yes, I'm sure. And I other have. things. Or he's been in know. like Final Destination movies. Okay. He does the voice on the Flash for Zoom. Yeah, he's good. Mm, okay. Oh, well, so this is great voice. for them to be doing this. Yeah. All right. This is gonna be good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's gonna be so good. But Shelly is not gonna see. Oh it. no, yeah, not. no. Bad actor. Uh, yeah. We so he. Oh uh, God, what was he in recently? We were. I feel like we were talking about him not long ago. In one of our movies, or just something I else? Think so I no, think it was on this, but maybe not. Seen. Nah, he hasn't not been. one from the eighties. No, <laughs> he hasn't been anything we've done recently. Okay, no. So maybe I was just thinking about him. Uh, right. Okay. Well, any other news? That's it for now. That's it for That's it. for the for now. Yeah, for now. Um, okay, well, newsflash, summer is here, which mm-hmm. is why we chose Splash, because in my mind, that was an appropriate summer starting movie. Okay. I uh, think that might have been wrong. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's not really a summer movie. I, I, I understand why I thought it. Was it all the Cape Cod it stuff? It makes me want to swim yeah. <laughs> um, and pretend that I've got a mermaid tail and go swimming. But I understand also the argument that it's not. But no, anyway, so newsflash, it is summer, at least summer in Seattle. And okay, what are we up to? What are you guys doing? Thinking about reading? Uh, really quick. Um, I don't want to be here too long because it's hot in here. I watch, hot. I'm watching the NBA finals, and it's yeah. been fascinating. It's been a really competitive finals. Um, I feel sad for Kevin Durant for rupturing his yes. Achilles. It's a bummer. Do you have anything to say about the fan reaction during the game? That's like, you know, that's I'm trying like, to I give the, it's, 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 it's tasteless. Like it's everywhere. It's tasteless, but I'm trying to give them the benefit of not knowing. Before the timeout, not knowing how bad it was, but when you see him, you see, like, three guys grab him and, like, walk him off the court. It's clearly bad. And, like, you, at this point, you should probably not cheer. So, it was funny. I was listening to these YouTube videos, right? I don't know. It was, like, ESPN. So, I don't I don't know the actual people, but I just happened to be listening to it. And Oh, it's because Shalia woke me up listening to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sean King. And he was talking about it. So, I kept watching Sean the YouTube King? video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. No? No. Go ahead, though. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we should talk about it sometime. Put oh, a yeah. pin in that. We will follow up. Pin yeah. in. What's your, what's your thought? 
Um, well, he was, one of the guys was was talking about how like it was almost a sign of respect because Toronto was like, "There's no way we're gonna win this game while Kevin Durant is on the court." I mean, he was on fire. He had 15 points. He was he was balling. And then they were, weren't they like chanting KD on his way in. No. That's what they said. They said that they were chanting KD on the way into when they were taking him into the locker room. At, the, at this point, but that that at this point it had been like right. But there's, there's like it makes sense. Like their their initial thought was, "Hey, that guy who's kicking our ass, yeah, is about to." Anyways, that was an, it. Was a different perspective. If you've ever been in a in a, I mean, we we all have 2020 vision when we're at home watching. But when you're in the stadium, it's hard to tell what's happening because there's no announcer. You're just sort of yeah, watching and trying to. If you to, see a player on the and, ground, yeah, and trying like to piece, I watch football, we don't the, cheer when someone's hurt. I remember that was the weird. That you was, don't know how severe he's hurt. But even if I have a guy on the ground, I'm not cheering yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but some yeah. do. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, so that was it. Finals. What do you think about the pushing last week? What pushing? Oh. Um. What the? Oh yeah, that guy got. He got to get out of here. I thought this yeah, was right? a repeat of a story you had told me about. No, you know you've told me that story a couple of times about some other player who got into it with one of the. Uh, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? That yeah, that was fans uh, can be out of that control. was that was Westbrook and a dude, the racist dude this year. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah, this guy's an owner of the team, and he's like, he didn't even land on you. Why are you pushing him? It's just yeah. all this entitlement all wrapped into one. It's everything that you hate about sports. Well, I support I not like, calling them owners yep, anymore. Yep, I was going to say, I did like that. And I think that might have been Sean King who said it. Yeah. Like, let's talk, let's call them investors because ownership makes it seem like you do own this person. And guess what? You don't. And then you have, and it. then that means you, you, you think you have certain And that behavior we saw was some of that. Uh huh. Which is also, wait, because it was an opposing team member too, right? Yeah. So even if he is the owner, think about he's this. not the owner of this. In, this in, is the player. And <laughs> in, in what? And what? Other than this game, where this guy's an owner on the sideline, in what circumstance is that dude pushing some six four black dude? Nah, putting his hands on him and thinking that it's not going to be a problem. Right. It's you know it's a problem they don't have in football, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, there's, but there's distance in football. Yeah, there's dis- there's distance in baseball. There's yes. distance in hockey. There's That's a glass right. in hockey. Like basketball, you right there. Maybe yeah. they should put some distance. Yeah, somebody was they complaining about that. that recently. Like, oh, hockey, there's all these fighting, and it's like, yeah, but the fans are like, you're they're fighting with each other. Yeah, and football too. They're fighting well, with yeah. each other. I can't wait till we get a hockey. Not team. with the fans right there. Yeah, I'm excited. Other than that, uh, other than the finals, I watched Men in Black International, and it was entertaining. Yeah. Do you yeah. think we will like it? Do you think I will like it? You will like it. Okay. Kenyon's size brain might go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's entertaining. Well, okay. Is it is it honestly different than Men in Black 2? Yes. Okay. So they didn't Force Awakens it? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Wait. And this one I is... wasn't worried about that. But now that I realize that could have been a case. Is Liam, Hen- Liam Hensworth? No, Liam Chris. Liam in it. Wait, it's Liam Thor. Neeson? It's Liam Thor Neeson. and Tessa Thompson. Who did I say? We've yeah. got two Asgardians. Chris Hensworth. Men in Black. Well, did I say Liam? Yeah, it's his you brother. Did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chris Hensworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is basically the, the team-up movie between Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's in it. And Liam Neeson. Who's who has that? not been in a Marvel movie, right? I don't think no. so. And he's in other promos because of his, you know. Yeah. Bit of a rant earlier this year. So speaking oh, of people, oh, 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 oh yeah, <laughs> get a bit of a Wait, rant. when he got a he got a stick to go beat black people. Uh, yeah. But he was talking about that. That was in the past. <laughs> wasn't he like everything I've done? Everything I've done is done in the before. past. But why? I, listen, I, know, I still don't know why yeah. he shared the story. But yes, I, anyway, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's 
it's a family fun sci-fi you can see family yeah you can take it there's no you know because i think about my friends who have kids and, and stuff they want to take their their families to and that's a movie you can take your families to and it's not there isn't a bunch of sex jokes there's not a bunch of you know I'm like, oh i'm out like some of these pg-13 movies can really teeter mm-hmm. and there's none of this it's just straight Wait, up it's aliens. pg-13 and it's no sex jokes no you don't have to have them in your movie but it's just sort Kinnan of. Does, apparently. I mean, it's it's been in black. There's so many options. But if you want families to go see it, but here's, I, there's not maybe not for us, but there's a yearning for people I know with kids to take their kids to see things that aren't cartoons, but also aren't. I don't want to, have to explain a dick joke to my kid. They should bring back PG. Yeah. Don't won't. we have because, PG? But, but you think they yeah, have nobody the, uses. There's it. the oh, violence, okay. right? There's the rays. There's people blowing up. There's danger. There's explosions. Yeah. So then we, it's not for their children. Ah, anyways, yeah, don't, don't do what don't they do. Don't deny the kids. The but I'm saying it's it's a film that operates <laughs> in that space, uh-huh. and so people will enjoy it. And Tessa's great, and Kristen Wiig's great, and they have good chemistry. And there's aliens. Do they kiss? Uh, I'm not telling. Don't you tell. Them. I was like, don't spoil it. I don't okay. want to know. Okay, this but is one question. Okay, you might be able to tell before yeah. you answer. Are they plug my ears? Are they both agents at the beginning of the movie? I don't. The movie begins with a flashback. Ooh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, that's okay. a that's a loophole yes, of an answer. <laughs> yes, it is. So sticking with uh, Will Smith related movies and family friendly. Uh, last, I think it was our last episode. We were talking about Aladdin and how much fun it was. Mm-hmm. I have since listened to reviews. Um, I would use the uh, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast as an example, and I don't disagree with anything they're saying in terms of like all of the problems with it. And I still enjoyed it and had fun. So just putting that in there. <laughs> I've, I've like, described it. To I some, agree with all of it. And to some people I still that I've talked to, seeing it in theater and having fun with it. I've described it to some people I've talked to as like the difference between going in with a critic's brain, which Shlee and I are not like full time, we're real time critics. We try, I try not to be. Right, really exactly. Do. Um, and so I don't disagree with a whole bunch of things that I hear critics say. And then I have to balance that with the fact that there were children dancing in the aisle. Exactly. But here's the thing I think that I think you deal, you're dealing with sort of two things at the same time, right? I can watch a movie critically and say that it has problems right mm-hmm. exactly yeah like the time stuff in endgame didn't make any sense <laughs> but my dad hated <laughs> <What>? that <laughs> and you're like I'm just how, how cap shows about up it. back on the bench makes no sense i mean it made time sense travel me, doesn't make sense but okay right? it's, a, it's a weird device but sure i still enjoyed it yeah. so you can look at a film critically and be like this doesn't make any sense and still enjoy the entertainment of the whole thing yep so it's it's possible but i think as someone who's a critic and who's around these critics, often we can be really muted in how we view things and very cynical initially before we get a chance to really like enjoy it. I'm all about having some, having really open energy to enjoying things and mm-hmm. having fun with them before yeah. I dislike them. And you're very positive about that usually. I try to be. Cause I mean, People get in these things and they talk about these weird indie films and all this stuff. It's like, that's mm-hmm. cool, but like, you probably fell in love with movies because you watched Raiders of the Lost Art. <laughs> and you watched Total Recall. Which is. And you what, watched Commando. Uh, we're right now here at, uh, it was either today or yesterday when we we're recording the anniversary of Raiders of yeah, the Lost Raiders Art is fun. release. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kenan, yeah. what are you up to? What are you thinking about doing, watching, reading, listening to? One of them I'm watching with you, but I, uh, in between. In between when Shalia's not around to watch with me, um, I've been filling in the gaps with um, Band of Brothers. 
Bob. Yeah, I've been slowly making it through Band of Brothers probably for my third time since it came out. Did you you first binge watched it in what sophomore year of college? Did no, I? junior. You were in Nordheim, so maybe senior year. Do I have it on DVD downstairs? Do. Mm-hmm. In like yeah. a tin. Yeah, I, um, it's incredible. What made you decide to go back to it? Um, I don't know. I can tell you. What? I asked you just to let you answer. So we finished Ter- Chernobyl. Oh, right, And then right. after Chernobyl, Kendon was getting the real feel of, like, history and Europe. And uh, he started Enemy at the Gates. Why did I stop Enemy at the Gates? If we're sleepy. No, oh. it was depressing. And you were like, oh, right. You, <laughs> I requested to finish Good Omens. And you were like, that was a more positive thing for us to do right now. Uh, yeah, um, that's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm assuming that's how you ended up on Band of Brothers was you were feeling like some wartime yeah. stuff. And since I was already part way through it. Any, anyways, it's incredible. I might bring it up again later as I get further through it. Um, the music's amazing. It's got a tie-in. Shalia, what is the tie-in to today? Ron Howard. Now, did you know it's it produced by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, if I recall? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Tom Hanks is, like, big into this World War II sort of mm-hmm. stuff. He is. Um, yeah. So, the one thing I have to say, and I don't know if this is problematic or not. Uh-oh. Warning. Warning. This show always makes me, like, do things based on what the t- t- characters on the screen are doing. And usually it's like... I usually get hungry because (laughs) they're always hungry. (laughs) Or you're cold. Or uh, like they're cold and so I throw on like a sweatshirt or something. Wow. You're that much of an empath, huh? (laughs) Well, yeah. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is a little fucked up because they, they, (laughs) am I eating for them? <laughs> now, now I'm hungry. <laughs> I didn't know that so it was happening, but now that you're saying, because I have been down there when you've been watching some of it, and I do notice that you got up and like refilled your thing of um trail mix and like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> this is a thing about me when I watch shows and movies. Sometimes when people are like in extreme discomfort of that sort, that it'll spur me to go and like you know. How do you say? Fulfill that de- that that mm-hmm. desire one Some way or another. Pain. But this is a long show with people who are in constant like arduous situations. So I've noticed it most with this show. That's interesting. And it makes me feel way like. I mean, you can tell what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's, it's also funny because the only other one I feel like I can point to like that is when you were watching Friday Night Lights. And like oh, you yeah. were super emotional, and it occurred to me that you'd been watching like season after season of it, and I was like, "Babe, I think you need to take a pause because <laughs> you were feeling so depressed and sad." Oh, that's a and different I, thing. But it is. It was but like it was that happened, off on you. That has happened Their a few different shows. Things. Yeah, it was that show. It also happened with um, Breaking Bad. I had to stop watching Breaking Bad because that was such a bleak show, and then the um. Well, I never went back to The Walking Dead, but The Walking Dead is just like this. Oh no, things aren't going to get any better. Oh my god! I actually never finished Can you the road. Imagine if you walked in and we had like a huge can of like chocolate pudding. <laughs> like, yeah, they eat chocolate. There's a there's a, there's Carl. a specific 
Yeah. He's chocolate pudding. Image in my mind of this huge thing of chocolate pudding. Wow. <laughs> and Kendon being like, I need some chocolate pudding. That's funny. <laughs> the whole episode based around chocolate pudding. <laughs> um, so the He's other thing. human flesh. That's a real yeah. problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, that's that's how I interact with that show. Now Shalia's going to notice it. And I'm just going to feel like, because, you know, that's like these guys are on screen and it's like something needs to be done. So somebody is just going to go and run across like the battlefield to pick up 12 of their buddies or this or that. And then like, I'm just here being whatever we are, millennials or whatever in our good 2019 with a full refrigerator. So the other thing we've been watching is good omens, but like Shalia might've mentioned earlier, um, we were on the last episode, then we got tired and fell asleep, so we will mm-hmm. update it later when we finish the last oh, episode, have, but it's great. Have you watched any more of it, nope, Tim? Nope, have not. Okay. It's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we did finish Chernobyl and tie in with what we were talking about earlier in terms of Men in Black, because the doctor in Thor, the very first one, the really smart guy, and he's also one of the bad guys for a little while in Avengers number one is like a main character in chernobyl okay and he was super familiar to me the whole time until the very last episode when we finally identified who he is and i thought he did a really we? good job well i mean we <laughs> did it together Celia waited the I entire time to finally loud. ask who he is yeah and then you told me and then we knew <laughs> which is interesting because most of the cast is british but yeah. he's like Swedish. Yeah, something like that. Swedish. Speaking of Swedish, we have some Swedish doctors in the film that we're going to talk about today. We do. Okay. Uh, so and some Swedish fish? Yes. I just wanted to say Swedish fish. Uh, so did you have anything else, Kenneth, that no. you've been up to? Okay. So quickly, what I've been up to, forget what it's called, but it's basically like the behind the scenes of the filming of the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, on HBO, and it's called The Last Watch is part of it. And it was really fun. So, like, because one of my sister texted me about it, and she was like, when they were doing the first walkthrough or read-through, okay, uh, friends, spoilers for, like, 30 seconds or a minute. When they were doing the last read-through, and when Jon Snow reads that he's the one who kills Daenerys, he's, like, crying. He did, like, when they, <laughs> he's sad about it, he's like, I'm going to kill her. Um, and then really? when, yeah, and then when the cast, like when they're doing the read, because they're at the table, they're doing the read. <laughs> Me and Kenny are feeling, we're, and then we're, we're thinking the same thing. They read that Arya thought killed- this season was going to be better than it was. <laughs> they, they, uh, the Arya, when they read that Arya was killing the Night King, they all cheered and were like super excited. Like, now oh, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. And then one of the things I did not realize is the guy who plays the Night King, he's actually the stunt director. Yes. So mm-hmm. he's like the fight choreographer you know yeah. slash, I had no idea. Um, I didn't know they had fight choreographer. What? How did yeah. these fights happen? Never really thought about it. Never really saw like these natural like, fighters? fights. Yeah. Never really. Wait, saw did the you fights. think they were all bad? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "These are amateur ass fights." It was like I just I never saw the fights as choreographed. I did I don't know. So anyway, but I did get to see all that, which is fun. And they go to Iceland, and Kendon and I really loved going to Iceland. So that was really fun. Did they and talk about how the horses are all really? They did short? not talk about the horses. The horses like there's this special breed of horse for Iceland, and so they're called Icelandic horses. Oh, that's the breed. <laughs> so one of their things is they're stumpy. Um. They, yeah, they, they, They're remember that they say, yeah, that they have such a good gait yeah. that you could drink tea while you're on their back. Anyways, um, so the way they film is, is kind of hides the waist down because they'd all look kind of silly, especially like the big ass guy, 
who Rory something who plays the hound. Yes. Like the horse would just look silly. Like or a he would. Yes. Which is actually weird because like Scandinavians, Icelandic people are kind of like you would think that they're tall, big people. They are. And they created tiny little horses. I mean, I think the horses created control? themselves. They no, the horses did not create. Them. They bred those horses. I mean, they bred those horses. Okay, fine. What? But they that's why they don't let other horses onto their so they, they could drink let... their wine and not spill while they are riding. Well, it's it just rocky tea, terrain. Maybe that's why. Anyway, Lord yeah. So that was really, really yeah. fun. No, that, that that is what I'm just saying. It's counterintuitive that these like the big people created like little horses. <laughs> Big Tall man people. on a little <laughs> horse. <laughs> um, maybe that was it. They were like, I don't need a big horse because I'm already big enough. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I'm t- no. I can see. No. I can no. see. No. I have a long no. torso, no. so I don't need to be that much taller. No. no? <laughs> okay. So the other thing that I was watching is called, it, I found it on YouTube. I have no idea where it started, but it's the untold story behind the making of Boys in the Hood. And it was really, really fun. To watch. I didn't make it all the way through it yet, but I recommend it considering last week's episode of Boys in the Hood and some things that they pointed out that I had no idea about that I really like now. So Good. I'm recommending that to friends. Friends? Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Are you done with yours? Uh, for that one, I have one more thing that I've been doing, but you, you can go. go. Well, I, I wanted to ask, have we talked about... When they see us? So that's my next thing, is when nope, they see us. Nope, I did, haven't seen it. Don't want to talk about it. Did not talk Are about it. Are you going to watch it? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I made it through an episode and a half and couldn't do any more. Kendon nope. made it through all of it, and we highly recommend it. Everyone should watch it. Nope. And also, I just, can we point out the fact that the title is so fucking brilliant in terms of, instead of calling it the obvious thing that ties the crime that they're accused of to them talking about when they see us. This is a, this is something that I have tried to articulate over the past year, a few times and haven't been able to fully get my thought out. And Ava DuVernay did it. And it's like, yeah, when they see us, what do they see? Because there's people who, do look dangerous to some people that are, are not going to look nearly as much of a threat to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, it's brilliant that way. And then also another thing that someone pointed out, which again, I appreciated when it was happening, but didn't really realize it was happening, which was this was told through the, the boy's eyes and how often it is that these stories are told through some kind of white protagonist witnessing it or fixing it. And I know we talk about that sometimes, but I've heard it articulated in this one and realizing that that is very powerful. And Ava did the same thing. thing with Selma. And then she caught flack for not having more Lyndon B. Johnson. She was like, that's not the story I'm telling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, Lyndon B. Johnson does not really get enough uh, exposure in our culture. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, that was sarcasm, you, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> he was the president of the United States. But, you know, but whether it's that or. or um, you know, what's his name was on the shop. What am I supposed to call his name? Uh, Don Cheadle was on the shop and talking about like having to cast yeah. a white guy for his Miles Davis film to get funding. Yeah. You had to put Will McGregor in there. Like these are these are obstacles when you're a creator and you're and you're looking for um, 
funding for your film that you have to do these things. Whether, you know, so the pushback of like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell the story, but it's not going to be through the eyes of, of like a white protagonist. Didn't Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott said it some, yeah, you somewhere. You can't cast Muhammad so-and-so. Yeah, when he was talking about what God. God's of one of his white watching films. But, but, but the, it would take, took place in Egypt, one of his like biblical films. Oh, and it was like. Gods of Egypt oh, with Jamie Lannister. No, it wasn't Gods of know. Egypt. It was, um, one of them. Gods of Egypt. Or, because it was like biblical. God, Gods of Egypt was like a fun okay. movie. One of the, they're, they're yeah. ter- both terrible. Um, <laughs> they were. But just like white guys. But Aladdin did it and it worked. Although there's yeah. some issues. Yeah. But it did. It, it did. worked. I, I mean, this Aladdin, is a good point. Right? 10 years ago, it would have been Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. The Prince of Persia. Or like, the, Prince, uh, yeah. the Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Or like, think about uh, Airbender. Last Airbender. Yeah. I don't want to think don't, about or that. Don't think about it. <laughs> or even like, we did an episode on Mississippi Burning. And that was told through. The eyes of. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. And but I'd, who was the young police officer? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah. But that so, didn't bother me. But it, it bothered me some. And I think we did talk about it a little bit in the episode. But then that was 30 years ago. And well, how we're, we're used to seeing these stories movie, told through eyes that on our own. It was yeah. a period piece, too. Yeah. But like, I just, I think it's interesting that we, I basically fast forward to my point of we've come a long way that probably in the 80s a film like that needs to be told through white eyes to get white audiences to get white funding to get or mass funding or whatever it is and now we're to a point where we can have things like what ava we're not supposed to call her auntie ava right (laughs) (laughs) ava duvernay is doing um is it duvernay or duvernay duvernay okay um i hear it both ways but also, she's she's, she's beautiful. Doing. She's amazing. She's, she's awesome. She's a talent. Love um, her. yeah. One of their law- lawyers was a white dude, right? I didn't make it through. Remember, I didn't make it to the legal part. Well, if so, that would have been the protagonist of the movie. Mm-hmm. Thirty years yeah. ago, that's who he would have been. Like he'd be like, this is when I fair. met this kid, da, 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 da. or like a reporter who's not. Mm-hmm. Who, who, a reporter who believe, who who acts more um, ethically than any reporter did mm-hmm. at the yeah. time, or even hidden figures where like that character is not a real mm-hmm. character. Yeah, that, that they works. just created him. He's not a real guy. Oh, or they like couldn't a, have got away with that. I now, haven't definitely. seen Amistad in a while, but I heard that Amistad is also told through like some person's eyes. Isn't Ferris Bueller in that? I don't know. I, I mm. anyway. So that was really interesting, and then kind of tying to that we talked about this last week very quickly is that we watched always be my maybe and ellie wong is amazing and i love her and she's so pretty with her great outfits and her glasses that she just wears um she's amazing and i came across this article later after watching it where i think it was like on facebook or something that i saw it but it was talking about how it breaks down a whole bunch of stereotypes like asian stereotypes and the thing that I thought was really neat about it was um, it was doing a lot of like, – I read the article. It was doing all of those things, and I had no idea that it was doing them. Like, I was just enjoying the movie. And there was a lot of – I mean, it's not the best movie in the world. Lots of holes in it, I thought. But in terms of – It's a the, rom-com. It was very fun. And then reading the article and being like, wow, that's right. They did that and that and that. Just like things like Asian men can be sexy. Like, that is true. They can be. Um and so it was just it was really interesting and i really liked it and i now after reading that article appreciate it so much more because it was really really fun okay that's been a busy week for me i feel like i just went through a lot 
<laughs> just staring at me. Both just staring at me. Okay. Are we ready? Are we going to talk about Splash? Yeah, right. Are we ready to splash into it? Have you noticed what I've been doing this whole time? No. What have you been doing? It's very warm today. We're having a record day. You've been splashing your legs? I've been spraying water on my mm-hmm. legs. And not a mermaid yet? No. No. So, Splash. All my life, I've been waiting for someone. And when I find her, she's... She's a fish. Nobody said love's perfect. 1984, we've gone through the cast and the production crew, okay. some of them. We did. Um, takes place, I think, current, present day? Is that No, so it starts as a flashback yep. where you've got Tom Hanks and his brother on a ferry to Cape Cod or from his Cape brother's Cod. brother's doing a bunch of creepy stuff very early. Pervert. Just Pervy. straight up pervert. Um, He's a pervert the whole movie. Yeah. And uh, fast forward. <laughs> okay. When we he is. To- he is. But when you saw the change trick where you were like, oh, that was clever. No. <laughs> then that crossed my mind. I was like, this little kid's doing the most. I thought it was clever until at one point, I think I said it out loud watching it. Because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Actually, let's start there. Yeah. What's your introduction to this movie? Have you guys seen it Years before? ago, Cable, I hadn't seen it. I couldn't even tell you what it was about. or okay. I knew what it was about. I couldn't tell you what happened. It had been that long since I've seen it. Yesterday. Okay. Kenan, that's the first time you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay, did you hear about it before that? Yeah, remember I was somehow conflating it with Overboard? Oh, yeah, Way different were. movies. Yeah. Way different movies. Yeah. Very, very different movies. I have no idea how that those two movies would have even worked. It, like like a mermaid water. bumped her head while she was falling out of a boat? Blonde women in water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know how those two got together. Um, cool, okay. So, the kids are on the ferry... John can't. Oh, uh, fast or not fast forward, but just so you know, favorite things in this episode for me is John Candy. She's that she, brother. She told love. me skipping ahead already. She told yep. me like yesterday. She was like, like, "Don't, don't you it. take John Candy as my favorite?" <laughs> I see she's like planting her flag way am, early in I the am. episode. I'm it now, we can so. all enjoy the same things. That's true. We can agree. We can agree. It's all. Oh, good. You guys can both like him for different reasons. Yes. So, and I say it now just because that is the introduction to this is like him as a kid looking up women's skirts. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hanks looking off into the distance and then falling in the water and seeing some little girl. He jumped in, though, right? Yes. He jumped in the water. Now, did you see anything in the water? So I saw a shimmer. Yeah. Like a shimmer. A shimmer. That's it. Just a shimmer, which could be shimmer. the sun. No. On the water. No. It, it seemed like there was magic under the water, I think. Yeah. That's what I read it as. Is that it? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I I couldn't make out any shapes or anything. It was just like this shimmer that went over. Mm-hmm. Did you okay. see anything else, Tim? No. Like it was under the water, though. Not like. Really? Yeah. I need to rewatch it again. I've never seen what he saw there. It just looks like water to me. But you saw it. Yes. Maybe it's only seen by men. Maybe. Because this is definitely a male fantasy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Hetero male movie. 100%. Uh, so he jumps in the water. Didn't we just do weird science? Yeah, we did. A lot of eighty stuff is this. Wow, this is, this is kind of oh, wow. Okay, let's let's. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm um, glad we split it up by our tributes uh, for a little bit. So he's under the water, sees this little girl. Then people jump in and save him, mm-hmm. and she starts crying as she sees him leave. So she. How did we know she was crying? Because we see her crying. She's making a crying face. That's all. And she's okay. making a sound. <laughs> Yeah, she's like whimpering. Okay. I think she might wipe her eyes. I, I forgot that sure. part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so she loves Wait, him. Wait, she wipes her eyes? I don't know. Does she love him? 
She does. She, I mean, how did she fall in love with him? She didn't fall in love with him. Do you think she's been watching him? She goes and gets him. him. So that's the thing. She came. She's love that came for him. So she, yeah, she. Wait, wait. So she's been watching him days before this. Eight years old. Yeah. No, no, but he's eight years old now. Is this the first time? And is like, I've got to go find my prince, Tom Hanks. What? No, yeah. that's not how this movie goes. I have goes. five days to decide if I'm yeah, staying okay. here with him forever. So or... These are questions I was asking you as you're, you're, you're clearly just riffing, right? Like there's no sea witch. We, we see no other sentient human fish hybrid. No, we just things. see the city. Yeah. Look kind of like a matte painting, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> a lot of it did. All right. So let's, so let's take a step back. Okay. I don't think she's in love with him. I think she thinks she's in love with him. No, I think she's in heat. Yeah. That's the way she behaves. She's making out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She went for him. She went for him. She didn't go for anybody else. She went for him specifically. Yeah. So she also imprinted. This isn't a... Yeah. Exactly. That's what it feels like. Like an animal imprinting and like... Yeah. It really does because all... Like she she comes out of the water and starts making out with him. And she... But only him. In an elevator. In an elevator. I did not. Oh, On top of the refrigerator, way, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I've seen this movie many times. Never, never caught on that they were actually having sex. They were having sex. Mm-hmm. Did not realize And he's it. just okay having sex with a woman he just met. Yeah. Of course it's he is. It's the 80s. Yeah. Put his thing in it. He's good with it. Until yeah. she, you know, has to talk and then he's like, man. I hate him so much. So he does. He turns into a dick once she learns how to. I once she learns him. English, all of the conflict begins. Uh-huh. Because she can communicate. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a very disturbing thing. He is the worst. All right. So backtrack. So he he works as a produce thing. Mm-hmm. Him his, and his brother, brother shows up with stacks of penthouse magazines yes. because they printed his letter. And he's just handing them out. Yeah. At I'm work. famous. I love it. Hands a stack to a woman at the front desk and says, make copies of all of these. Yeah. And it's never a problem. Nope. No one ever is like, hey, this brother. Is him. Let's not bring these penthouse magazines. But anymore. I appreciate that because they establish it early on. I don't know. Somebody, can you guys look? Yeah, up? he's looking they, at that girl's butt at the it. wedding. They they establish it early on that like he is who you would, at least for me reading it, like he is the guy who I should hate. He's. I thought that's what they I, were setting him up as, but not so much. And they then don't. it turns out that he's not right. He's, and not. Like, he's actually amazing, and we'll get to that. But, amazing. Like, amazing. He gives some good advice. Not just that. He's. Okay, we'll get to it. But yeah, like they establish early on, making it be like, oh yeah, he's the guy, like not this guy. And then Tom Hanks is like the good brother, or like responsible, yeah. running the shop and all of that. And then they flip it on you. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> might need to turn himself into the N- NYPD for reg- allegedly groping a woman at the bar. Oh, Why no. though? That's Recently? a story. Yeah. No. Now, it seems he's like Cuba Gooding Jr. might not surrender after attorneys view the bar surveillance. This has been going on over the last 10 hours or so. The, re- the only reason I'm saying, and you may or may not edit this in or not. No, what, what's but, in? But yeah. this is, um, I mean, we just did Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Well, it's not good. But there's a lot of groping that happens at bars. Yes. There's a lot of groping that happens at bars. This isn't... No, I'm of not course. saying it's okay, but I'm just like no, it's not, it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, it just so happens that we just did that movie. Yeah, no, I'm just it's weird that the police would be involved because someone bit. filed a police report. Yeah, on somebody famous. Yes, happens a lot. Also, don't do that. 
don't grope people. Don't grope people. Keep your hands to yourself. Rule number one. Yeah. Rule Keep your hands two. to yourself. Yes. Rule number one is don't have me out here looking stupid. That's rule number one. Rule number one. Rule number two. Keep your hands to yourself. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Kendon, rule number three. Don't touch the children. And that's rule number one. <laughs> Kendon's is just like, doesn't matter. Just no. don't do it. Um, okay. So that's bad news. Uh, so I thought you were looking up what Splash is rated. I was. Okay. And Let as soon as I tapped it. my Google thing. It's, it's got to be her nipples are all in No, it, it might be PG. Her this nipples was, are all in This it. movie's like 1984. No, I think her nipples are okay in PG? I, the, they, were, they were kind of, how do you say, fleeting. PG-13. Okay. Or maybe there's like, yeah, you can have this many nip shots and then it needs to go. And I don't know if there was... I don't know if there was a PG-13 Yeah, it was like 84. I think we hadn't had it yet. Okay. So, Tom Hanks is painted as, like, the responsible brother. It's a PG movie. Okay. I believe it, actually. Painted as the guy who's, like, responsible and just wants love. And then also painted as a fucking asshole from the very beginning. So, he's got his living girlfriend who moves out because he can't say I love you. Because he doesn't love her. Poor him that he just doesn't love her. And he's got to find that, love. That was, Im- I, I appreciate that him. you're emphasizing this because that is something that I kind of forgot at the beginning. And then yet a lot of the movie is him bitching about wanting I just to want be love. in love. I just want to love. Why does it, like, like it, it just happens to other people? Well, and I feel like I've seen so many movies like this or even TV shows or stories or whatever of women being like, I just want love. And like of a certain age being like, I want love. I want love. But like, this is so twisted because yeah, that's what he's saying. I just want love. But it's not that like he wants somebody to love him. It's that he wants to love somebody. He hasn't found the perfect person but, yet to love. Like he doesn't care. About that's kind of part of this being a male fantasy, right? Yes. He can behave this way and then literally find the most beautiful woman who's a mermaid and knows no one else and only wants to sleep with him. Only wants him. Only she wants came him. for him. She came called for him. for him. She really did. Mm-hmm. She really did. Yep, she sought That's him a, out. It's one hundred percent male fantasy, but I can imagine watching the trailer. It's a movie that's spun for women as yes. this fantasy, but it's it's far from it. It could not have been. I oh, want to see the trailer. I want to see the trailer as a kid watching. I, I so I watched this a lot as a kid, yeah. and I like mermaids, and I pretend to be one. My mermaid name is Coral or Roxanne. But like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> those are my mermaid names. I like it. Either coral or rock sand. Oh, I thought you said it was coral rock sand, like a two part name. I don't need. I no, no. It's more like okay, you're my friend and you want to play. Um, I'm gonna be coral, and then if they seem to be um, mad that they're not coral, then they can be coral and I'll be rock sand because I just think it's brilliant. But I mean, but it was like like it was fun to me as a little kid. I mean, what, this came out when we were one years old? Probably not one years old, because I was born in December 83, so less than that. But, like, this movie has existed as long as I've had conscious cognizance, cog- cognition. Sure. Yep. Whatever you say. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. The- it all works. Um, it was definitely pitched as, like, a-, a movie for women. What did you call it? A rom-com? It's, pitched, it's probably pitched as a rom-com. Yeah. It not. is a rom-com, but I, I can't not, imagine it's pitched as a woman. It's not it a is. It's, it's not. definitely a rom-com. It is. This like, is I don't think a it's thousand percent a rom-com. It's written It's written as a man fantasy, but like in terms of the audience to go watch it, I don't think yeah, This is a date movie. Men. This is a date movie. The audience is women. I don't think it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. I don't think it's 
The audience is. I think it's a good split audience. No, this is. I, this is. This seems to me like a date movie. I can see it as a date movie, but it's a date movie because it's a rom. Like, yeah, because it's a rom com. Because you can bring the guys to it, but the guys are not going to go watch this on their own. No, no. Even though it's written as women a male go fantasy watch it on their own. But oftentimes, women buy into these male fantasies. Yes, even if they're toxic. Yes, that's what I think. So okay, so, she literally has no voice. So this, so I want to point out, this is a movie, this movie is a mix between, to me, The Little Mermaid and Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. This movie, I feel like had, had, from what I recall, a lot of similarities to Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. She does also, the, she does do the aliens do that Apocalypse did in X-Men Apocalypse that she's learning from television. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even just like most recent Bumblebee. Yeah. That's radio. She learns from TV. I can speak from TV. I can do all so these she, things. So she picks up the human language. Here's the other problem with and this I movie. And I figured out how to get dressed, and so I put on Alan's suit and walk around. <laughs> okay. And 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 actually, women wearing suits like that, I think, is is in in 2019. Well, remember the person at Bloomingdale's yeah. is like, "You're what are you living in?" Eighty three. Like she was like, "That's old now." It was, oh. then, but it's not anymore. Oh, Let me and, and then it came back sometime in the 90s and then it went away and now it's back again? Yeah. It's back. Okay. Thanks to Nelmone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was exactly. thinking Diane Keaton. Thinking. Actually, oh, I guess Thompson. I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm only thinking of Tessa Thompson right now because of Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She, I mean, she looks great in a suit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so she sees him. Okay, so Tom Hanks is feeling all sorry for himself. Yeah. Goes to his uh employees wedding gets drunk feeling all sad decides to go to cape cod oh, there we go. being there we dropped go. off in cape cod and like wakes up on the beach like he's, he's, so he's on I'm the wrong side of the beach yeah he's so, like i'm here before we get too far because you brought this up right at the beginning mm-hmm. it's the hudson river she's a mermaid that lives in the hudson river yeah how fucking dirty is that shit i've never seen it I, I just hear it's can't gross. imagine that I would like willingly be swimming in that. So I just, I, I just want to say, like, she loves, she loves mermaids and all of that. But your envisioning of mermaids comes from growing up on Maui, right? And then a movie about it where it takes place in the Caribbean, not yes. the Hudson, or even just Atlantic. Wait, does it take place Ocean. in the Caribbean? No. Mediterranean? Isn't a little mermaid yes, more Mediterranean? The Caspian Sea. I think I was just confused because uh what's his name has Sebastian. A, Sebastian has a Caribbean mm-hmm. accent. Um not globalize it, no. Migrations? I don't know. Okay. So yeah, there we go. There we go. So um yeah, I would not it's it's very funny all the times they jump in the water and being like, ooh, that's the water you're jumping in by Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Kinda gross. So he he ends up meeting Eugene Levy's character, who's yes. a scientist looking mm-hmm. for something. Mm-hmm. It, well, he's a very eighties movie scientist trying to find a mermaid, and very Harry and the Hendersons. But at first, we don't know what he's looking for. Trying to find, yeah, no, we don't know what he's looking for. Nope. But he's on a mission to find this thing, and he thinks Tom Hanks is working for some rival scientist. Uh huh. And like, what is it? The the Tweedledum twins or whatever. Yeah. And like, they're pretty funny. And so Tom Hanks catches a ride with some guy to get across the water. And the guy, <laughs> the motorboat stops. So the guy jumps out to swim two miles back But before to shore. we get there, this is where Tom Hanks reveals that he can't swim. Yes, he can't swim. He can't swim. 
um, because he had his incident when he was a kid, and yeah. apparently after that didn't swim anymore. Can't swim. Which is unfortunate because like that should have been like you clearly like the water. You should learn how to swim. Mm, no, no, no trauma. Well, no, he should learn how to swim, but he, not because he likes the water. It's a traumatic experience. Um, only because they grabbed him, he was all happy just it's, in there. It's still a traumatic experience. Uh, yeah, it didn't yeah, seem that traumatic to me. The, the adults are the ones that traumatized him. Still a traumatic experience. I, no, he did not seem like he was traumatized. He, he was chose like, to jump in. He saw a, a mermaid. He was smiling, and then somebody pulled him out. It wasn't an accident or like threatening situation. But I think it became traumatizing. Oops, I'm sorry. Traumatizing when the adults interfered. Um, okay, so he, yeah, he can't swim. The guy leaves him. He decides to try to start the boat. Boat starts. My introduction to those motors, by the way. Uh, and he falls out the boat and then it hits him in the head, which Kenan thought was terrifying. I thought that whole boat thing was terrifying. And I was, and Shalia was like, why? And I was like, th- that the blade kept going. Yeah, he could have gotten mangled. And then I didn't realize it was going to hit him on his head. And that's just as bad. Yeah, and he can't swim. So he can't yeah. get out the way. So he floats. And so sinks in the water. He, yeah, he sinks and she finds him. Well, and the next him. scene is just him like on the, the beach. Like the little mermaid. The next scene is him on the beach. No. It seemed like a really nice beach, though. Don't we see her though. save him? No, put, I don't think we see him save him. I think we see her grab him and then yeah. she's on the beach. And he's he like, he's laying on the ground and know. she's hanging behind well, yeah, like, some plants. Which is a total scene from Little Mermaid. In yeah. terms yeah. of influences, I don't know which uh, influenced which, but the Disney Little Mermaid. Well, the Disney Five years later. that we did exactly six months ago, by the way, my half birthday, oh. is, uh, well, yesterday, um, that was 89. Yeah. So, so definitely. that came later, but I don't know if like that scene is from something else. Yes. But yeah, her hiding behind the rocks naked. Yeah. <laughs> Although in this one, she just walks up to him naked, kisses him, and then goes, how, how much do you think she smells like fish? Or dirty, Oof. stinky water. Yeah. I don't think she does. I mean, like, does. even after he, like, meets her and she's hanging out for a while, that's one thing. But then, like, back in the, when she's uh in the cages, fast forward to, like, the medical scientists and they're like, let's see her interact with other species. And, like, in there, in that tank with all that fish. And then he comes and, like, kisses her. I'm just like, I don't know what her pH balance works out with for memories. I don't know. Huh? I just kind of imagine she's magic, magic and she's got this magical aura. In fact, so... She learned entire even, language by watching television. So does this even know. make sense? Like, oh yeah, she does. It. She's magic. Yeah. Like, do her legs transform into fins and back and forth, mm-hmm. or are they replaced with fins and back and forth? Or do you think transform? that her legs are just under the fin? Well, that's what it looks like when she's swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks Very like. Awkward. When I have my my mermaid fin on. Yeah. So and I just have legs under. But yeah, like, so what do we think? Well. He's trying to contact her when he's on the beach. He says, what's your name? You have a phone number. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Teach me how to swim. He's just trying to get it. And she leaves. And she leaves. So then he goes home and is like, okay, that was an adventure. But she finds his wallet and yeah. decides she's coming for him. And then she shows up at the Statue of Liberty uh-huh. naked. Naked. People run. She's arrested. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty funny scene he in comes terms of like, all of the reactions to like a naked yeah. woman. <laughs> and she kisses him again in the police station. Yeah. Like, this is my guy. And yeah. she says nothing. And he, he has no problem with a stranger who's just making out with him. Nope. No. Brings her home. Has sex with her. In the elevator. What if she... All right, I'm going to defend him right now. Wasn't to consent. I'm going to de- defend him right now. At that point, I don't see anything wrong with what he's doing. Sleeping with her? Yeah, I do. What are you doing? 
What? You can meet a woman at a bar and you can meet a woman at a bar. I know. There's no alcohol involved. She him. He like, doesn't know like, that though. He doesn't know what's going on. on she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't smell like booze. But she might be like like I said. I'm not sure she's competent to consent. She, listen, I mean, she, what makes you think she wouldn't be? If I so, listen, Kendon, if I called you and told you this story. And I, when I get to the point where she shows up naked in Statue of Liberty, she gets arrested. He, does he know that part? She sounds like a crazy person. He shows up to the police station. Yeah. But she doesn't seem like a crazy person. Nah. But if I'm telling you this story. At that point, you're like, she seems like a crazy person. This I is- don't think I would say that. You That's might want to watch out. <laughs> no. But you guys are not Tom Hanks. Well, also, wait, you're not calling me ahead of time to see if it's okay. I'm telling so you're, you're I'm telling, telling me you're, you are post-gaming this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, dude. Good job. The hell I mean, that's what his brother says. Like, yeah, oh, his brother's yeah. a pervert. Some people are just like free with sex. Yeah, it's not about the sex. Okay, what so is it about? let's fast forward to like, his temper. So yeah. she has he sex with him. Temper. She makes out with him. Has sex with him. He's happy. He's smiling. He's enjoying it multiple times. He, he shows up at work whistling and singing a song. Happy. Any time he hits any kind of barrier in terms of. Maybe I don't like this. Maybe I locked the bathroom door. So please don't come in where she's literally saying that. Don't come in. And he breaks down the door and she's like, I was shy. And he's just like, what? After all those things. Like, where was marriage rape like in 1984? Was that a thing yet? Probably probably not. not. Like, oh, I've had sex with you all of these places. So you want to like, what if she was taking a shit? Like, you want some privacy in the bathroom, but I'm going to break down the fucking door. The woman who you door. don't know is telling you, I'm fine, please don't come in here. Yes. I kind of felt and like... it's not like she's, like, being quiet and just like, oh, I'm worried, are you okay? She's saying, please don't come in. Are diaphragms the sort of thing you need to change out? I, you're looking at me, I have no idea. I, like, that's what it was envisioning in my, even though I knew what she was doing, uh, and you were like, she could be in there taking a shit. And mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, or changing her or, or like, like or... she's dealing with some sort of birth control thing mm-hmm. or like, that was weird. It was not okay. And he doesn't apologize for it. Never apologizes for no, it. No, it's fine that he does this. He loses his temper. Tom Hanks, I Now that's him. a, sorry, he that's a story. Good at that. That if you told me, Tim, she, she, we had sex a bunch of times. She locked herself in the bathroom for a bit. No, she didn't lock herself in the bathroom. That's that is a She's is a different thing. She, she used the bathroom it. and she locked the door. Yes. And you just kept being like, uh, uh, wait, did she did she make a noise making him think that she was in trouble? Wasn't he like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I don't think so. She fell out of the bathtub when she was trying to hurry because he was already at the door. Yeah, it didn't seem like regular human behavior. No, but even like even if I fall, if I'm telling you with my voice, I'm okay. Yeah. Don't break down the fucking door. Yeah. But that whole even now that whole scene is to set up the fact that she we we see she still has mermaid fin. Oh, okay. It's the whole point of that sequence. So how do you yes. think that? So I wasn't sure the scientist like spraying all these women with water throughout New York City. I wasn't sure if he knew to use salt water because you saw that she used Morton yeah. salt water for that. Yeah, I did. I and it was like it's not just she, any water, right? It has to be salt water. Later in the movie, I didn't think it was going to work when he sprayed her with I the didn't hose think so either because it was like. Yeah. She can't just be walking around New York City like, what if it rains? It can't also, just be any rain. Like, it yeah, can't be any exactly. Like, <laughs> or like, it's, if it's summertime, don't they pop the, the hydrants in, yeah. in New York? Yeah, that's right. Um, So she has, she at some point mentions having something like three days, right? Right. Where does that come from? 
Well, well, this is the thing. First of all, we're saying where does it come from, but we know where it comes from. It's some sort of fairy tale sort of thing. It's a fairy tale rule, Same which thing that, bothers like, me. He can come with her, but he can't come back. Like, why? You yeah, can these go were back all and super arbitrary clearly, without anybody really witch, establishing them. The witch gave her legs for a short amount of time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but this is where really I'm, this it. is where the question is coming from. Then. So she gave her legs, but like, first of all, why is she getting into the tub? Is it because she misses her fins? Or does water, does water like make her fins come back a com- completely against her will? Like that doesn't. Does she no. need it to live? Cause I thought she, she got three was... days. Did, is this, is this like a, a like kind of a I monkey think, paws situation? You know, okay. So here's the thing. I can go to work and work all day and have like, what's that like code switching, right? Like what? I can do all that. And when I come home at some point, I just want to like, <sighs> let my hair down, change my pants. Is that what it seemed like she was doing? That's what it seemed like she was doing. Like, oh, I'm been, home. I can get back on my fins. Yeah, let me get to my natural state. I can I can do this other thing, but that's an unnatural state. So that's what it seemed to when, me. If she was just relaxing for a bit. When did she learn how to walk? The there's a whole, there's a whole like half day or full day of art of Ariel not being able to use well, her maybe legs. She, I mean, we didn't this is the first time we're this seeing her. This is not her. from her perspective. Yeah, this we're not. I mean, it's the first time we're seeing her with Tom Hanks. We don't know if she got up and walked around before. Yeah, we don't know well, if outside of the three before. days that she has. Maybe she's done well, it before. Well, because she saves him, and that's not the same day. Let's put it this way: this movie would be better without that clock, that li- that line or that conceit that she has three days. They should have found something better. Well, it was, it was good in terms of story because it gave him the ability to assume that it was an immigration thing, which then fast forward. Because if she was just there indefinitely and with no time clock, then he could have just enjoyed it forever. Oh, no, but no. The, you can put a clock on. pressure gave him the, like, I need to marry you now. Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely have the, the clock. It's just that particular clock. And we didn't know what was going to happen in five days. I think it was just like, you can stay here forever. Or maybe you just can't, yeah, you can't can't live outside for that long. Well, also, um, within the actual movie, we never see that there's a place where more mermaids live. We do. No, no, it's during the credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's at the end. Which yeah. is the best part. This is, might be my it's favorite like, credit and credits ever. I was gonna say it's almost like a Marvel movie or something. Like if you don't sit all the way through, you might miss some major. Well, Momoa shows up. It's great. Mm-hmm. I I was I'm bothered. I w- I wanted I you I want to see societies. I want I'm gonna go watch it. You want to see again. Slash Two? No, <laughs> definitely <Slash> not. Two <laughs> under the water is uh. I want to see giant really crab people fighting. Humans on sharks. Crab people, crab people, look what, like crab. What, what, what people? What, what, is talk like people? Walk like crab, talk like people. <laughs> some of that. Good. Some of that. So, okay. So, let's get back to how Alan is a terrible person. Because this is like the uh, undercurrent for it for me. It was just like, one, it made me really appreciate Kendon. Because I'm like, Kendon wouldn't do that. Kendon would be much better a person than this. So he's like, he's just so selfish and self-centered and I don't know, self-absorbed. But the worst that comes out is what? Okay, so one hour, 18 minutes in, they are Wait, did you take a timestamp? I said it to you. No, it's just because that's when you fell asleep last night and we paused it and literally the scene, like I pushed play and that's the scene we were at. Okay. So they're at the presidential fundraiser and the crazy scientist has been kicked outside and they decide to leave at the same time because they're going to go oh they're going to go get married in Maryland where they don't have to do blood tests to what's make this sure, blood test thing to make sure they're not related yeah now they but just I've... believe us that like Ken and I had to swear to the court that we're not related oh we did yeah 
we had to we had to say we're not related. Yes, that's part of it. Back but, then they but did blood during, tests to make sure you but, weren't related. But that's weird because there's only a specific period of time where blood tests would be like a thing that you could do on routine, you know, and then they stop. Like, when did they institute the policy of blood tests? It's a thing. It's been around. It was around in the 80s. Well, clearly it was. But this is the first time in the entirety of my life that I can recall hearing about taking a blood test to get married. That seems like big government. Like, that (laughs) seems... Wait, that seems really weird, doesn't it? No. A medical evaluation to get married? Not an evaluation. Just saying you're not related. It's an evaluation. I mean, it's one thing to say you're not related now, but... Okay, here's the thing. I have issues with needles. How are you getting my blood? Prick your finger. Yeah, no. You're not going to, like, draw blood. No, I don't want to be pricked. What? (laughs) 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 You're going to prick me before my wedding night? I don't (laughs) think so. (laughs) But she insists on being married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, they're going to rush off to get married. She has something to tell him. He says, whatever it is, it's fine. They're outside. Are they going to Atlantic City? He no, said they're going to Maryland. Maryland? Maryland. To get married. Shouldn't they just go oh, to Vegas? Oh, they have to go to Atlantic City for some other thing. I don't know. But uh, in any case, they're leaving early from the dinner, and the scientist is out there, <clears throat> and he gets the nozzle of his water hose and aims it at them. Okay. In that moment... As the water's coming out, it's a perfect shot of Tom Hanks blocking his own face and way. <laughs> Wait, before we go that far, before we go that, do you see that, like, like, the cops decided not, that they didn't want him to grab what he was grabbing? Yeah. But, after a lot of the stuff we've seen and watched lately, like, it was so weird that he was able to reach and get the thing, and they were like, don't let him grab that gun or something like that. There were multiple cops there. They weren't just as effective in the 80s. They weren't very effective. Yeah. Not, not for Tom Hanks. Yeah. But if he was brown, yeah, he, he, he would alive. never have been able to spray that woman. No. If, he's a, if he was brown, this movie ends with him landing on the beach and being like, there's a stranger on the beach. No, I'm talking about Eugene Levy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because the cops he's are already on, on him. Yeah. He's not on the beach if he's brown. He never gets that far. Just some black dude on the beach searching for something in the water. I'm just talking about being surrounded by a bunch of cops of trying to grab a an object to point at trying to grab an object to point at a woman and the cops are in the act of subduing you. Yeah. Yeah, How did that all turn out? You're dumb. So yeah, you're right. And by the by the way, I like Eugene Levy in his role. He was really funny. He did a really good job. I like him. He has a full character arch of like have we considered how the subject is responding to the treatments? It's like, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, okay. So he sprays Tom Hanks does not, do you remember? There's a friends episode where they're doing a ride along with, uh, the guy from higher learning, the white guy from higher learning. Ethan uh, Hawk. No, Ruffalo. Oh, not oh Ruffalo. my Rappaport. Rappaport. Oh, and he's a down. cop. And so they're in the back of the cop car. It's like Ross and, uh, Joey. And there's, like, a car backfires, but they think it's a gunshot. And Joey, like, goes across and blocks Ross. And he's so, like, oh, thank you for protecting me. And it Mm -hmm. had to do with, like, a meatball sandwich that was on the other side. And he was protecting it. Just, like, 
I have no question in my mind that, like, if there's a physical danger, that Kendon would reach out and at the very least push me out of the way. Like, I'm not saying that he would, like, block a bullet, but I do think that if we were standing there next to each other, he would somehow respond in terms of my own physical safety. I don't know. I could be wrong. But Tom Hanks did not do that. He covered his own face and then got pushed down. Well, that's true to his character. And then, yes, it's absolutely true to his character. And then as his love of his life, future wife, is being doused with whatever this spray is. He sits there and watches. Her, he watches. Then she ends up having a mermaid tail and all these people crowding around her. And all she is doing is calling out to him for help. Help me. Alan, Alan, help me. Like, that is what, and he does nothing to help her. He watches people swarm her. And then Secret Service pick her up and carry her away. And it's like, she, I think Daryl Hannah does a good job. She is distraught. Like, mm-hmm. this is a traumatic experience that's happening. And he does shit for her. But he apparently loves her. He doesn't love her. Bull. He doesn't yeah. love her. He, he does love not her. love her. Oh. It's been two he, days. I don't, he, I don't she believe like the that. Re- imagine you're on a rebound and you meet the horniest woman ever and she's very attractive. I don't believe that yeah. you can fall in love with somebody that fast. Maybe. No, I don't, I don't believe you can. Because love is like this thing that you that requires some work and like actually getting to know somebody. Now, you can be lucky and guess that you're going to be in love with somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't but, really know them. But there's no way anybody is actually truly in love in less than a week. But two weeks is enough. I, I, I mean... I saw Dirty Dancing and it was. I'm 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 throwing out there is a barrier here, (laughs) and two to three days is not enough to be in love with somebody. I think it depends. I think that like you you have those experiences of like spending all night on the phone talking, or people who have like an all night long conversation, and I think you can like get to know somebody really well in a short amount of time, depending on like what you're focused on. But I do think that what we saw was not it, and this guy is so fucking awful. Did not like him. So then... And it's Tom Hanks. And it's Tom Hanks. Likeable time, Tom Hanks. But he's so good at being like this it's guy. Woody. I, oh. Woody! And then he... Yeah, you saw, Who's playing you saw Forky? Toy Story today. Yeah, they can't talk about it. Who's yeah. playing Forky? It, you saw it today. Huh? Who plays Forky in I don't that know. Movie? Who's Forky? Oh, the fork. Yeah. I thought it was a spork. It is. Which yeah. makes it even better. You know I have a, a thing for and sporks. Like sporks. I don't as much. Yeah. Okay. So then they take Tom Hanks and put him in the tank, too. So he's been in the water for 12 hours because they think he might be a mermaid, too. And he's all upset about it. So they decide, okay, let's try interaction. And so the scientists bring Daryl Hannah in, in this, like, n- like crane net mechanical thing and just drop her in the water. Mm-hmm. And this fucking asshole is just, like, glaring at her. And she's like, hey, so, hi. What was he supposed to do? Right. What is he supposed to do? Yeah. Are you okay? Well, now he's realized this person he thought was like an illegal you alien. You're supposed to see if she's okay. You're supposed to give her a hug. You're supposed to do something. And, yeah. And she, igno- no. she says it. Like, hey, you said whatever my secret was, you'd be okay. And he acknowledges yeah, it. Even... He's like, I did. She's like, yeah, I guess you thought it would be human. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did. But I don't, fa- I don't fault it. him for that. He's, he's been a POS no, He doesn't get to be mad. I don't, I don't say he has to be mad. I don't fault him for not immediately wanting to be like, are you okay? Because now you have... You don't have human legs. You, you're a mermaid. I disagree with you, Tim. And you're naked. And you're naked. Thank I you, disagree Kendon. with you. And then, because it, it's, it's not. Wait, hold on. Sorry, Hannah. Go ahead, babe. But it shouldn't be what's 
below your waist that matters. Mm-hmm. In this case, if you love somebody and you're seeing their face love after a dis- right, but you've okay. said that you do, so you right. have a responsibility. But he doesn't love her. You're, he we, all right, her yes, on. you're right. You're right. He doesn't. And he told her, say, but he told but her he did. Is, so he if has you responsibility see to her. The face oh, of the person yes, you does. love under those circumstances, and you don't reach out. It is another indication that you're not actually in love. But it's also- whether or not you're surprised that she has a mermaid tail. Now, if she had a fish top. <laughs> <laughs> then, then like, it makes sense. But, like, that's all human. Like, I, like Shalia could be a, a mermaid, for all a- I can tell right alien, now. Alien, human, mermaid. I, I understand his reluctancy to be like, well, I don't. what is going on? Okay, I, I, get, I get the confusion and I get the shock. Yep. But at the same time, you put yourself out as somebody who cares about this being and you're being a fucking asshole. But he's selfish. Not, he is selfish. Exactly. And so you're saying he's being true to himself. Yep. And I'm saying that... That guy is a fucking asshole. Yeah. I think we're agreeing. <laughs> so then she's It comes like, out that John Candy is the better brother. He's the better brother. He's the better brother. So they have a conversation and it's like, okay, we're talking blah, blah, blah. And then she goes to reach out to him and he fucking splashes her. Like, that's where the splash is. She goes like to get a little bit of comfort and he splashes at her and then she like turns away. Oh, and- I missed that part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then they're like, he's all right, dick. fine. What? He's I'm not so sure fucking dick. So then he goes to work or he goes home and there's the, um, press is all there and he's just like well and they're like is she the missing link is she all this stuff and he's like no of course not and it's kind of funny because he's like you don't know the fuck she is but anyway um and then the brother comes and saves him and then i think but this you, is how does he save him he goes and grabs him and gets him in the car um but one of the best parts right where he's just like is anybody here from penthouse magazine yeah they all say no and he's just like all right then we're not talking and he gets him in the car and takes him takes him to work you guys you guys like the universe dropped Daryl Hannah in front of him with an interest only only no not really only interest is in making out with him mm-hmm. boning him mm-hmm. and he manages to be a sourpuss about it yeah we, we was a sourpuss before you met her yeah that's yeah, him. No, yeah, that's fine. This should brighten your life. Oh, no. And it did for a second until no. it turned out she was a fish. <laughs> Which, in fairness, like, it is a big deal. <laughs> but is it? It kind of is. I wait, mean, isn't there something implied shocking. here that, that they can live a life where she's not a fish? Yes, and he can live a life where he is a fish, turns out. But yeah. No. So. Would he turn into a fish? She just said you'd be safe. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure what happens there. But yeah, okay. she he'd be safe. Okay, so but this is the part where, like, for absolute certainty, John Candy is my favorite. John Candy is my favorite thing about this movie. It started with the sibling bond because you guys know how I'm a sucker for that. But then he, okay, so he, they come into the office. Mm-hmm. They don't really say a lot. They're coming in. The woman, the receptionist who got hit by lightning is talking and then they go into the thing. There's like two sentences or two lines delivered. And then as he's taking off his, he's like, so how is she? He is the first person who asks how she is mm-hmm. after everything that has happened. And he doesn't do it like to kind of, um, you know, gauge how his brother's doing or anything. Mm-hmm. like he just says, how is she? And he's the first fucking person to do that. And Tom Hanks Good never catch. Does. Yeah. Like he is the first one. How is she? Because, yes, guess what? You've been bragging about this girl, talking about this girl, how she's amazing and all of that, and you have no sh- – you give no shits about how she's doing. Don't care about her. She is in a fucking tank right now with electroid stuff all over her being, like, tested and 
carried around in a net by mechanics, by like all these things, and you're, you don't even care. You're just all about yourself. Oh, I hate him so much. Okay. But also, as a reminder that I love John Candy. Are we going to watch the made for TV sequel to this movie? I'm not. I'm not going to watch that. Are you kidding me? Made for TV? (laughs) No. Is John Candy in it? Okay, no. Because no. he was absolutely the best for this movie. <laughs> Nobody from this is in it, yet those characters are still... Yeah, made for, you'd lost me at Made for TV. <laughs> okay. Even if we could track down the VHS? No. No, no. Okay, no. so the other thing that I was going to point out about this is the whole, like, very true to the 80s of scientists and how it's portrayed, right? Like, do you remember when we did E.T. and they're like, they're going to cut them up into little pieces? Yeah. And, like, they did the same thing here of, like, we've been testing her and we don't really care. And then we're going to start looking inside her and, like, that- her reproductive organs. I was like, are you going to cut No, her respiratory. No, Res- he said rep- reproductive respiratory. organs. No, he said respiratory system. Uh, he said reproductive organs. Respiratory. Respiratory. Reproductive. Shalia, hold on. Why would they be interested in her reproductive system? Because she's a mermaid. Yeah, which means she's, like, half fish. The question is, how is a human human being like that living and breathing under the water? That's a good question, but they say reproductive. They say respiratory. It's it's respiratory. All right. We had the same thing. Like, oh, I would be wondering about that, too. Yeah, but also, that's not how... Okay, so that irritated me because, okay, that's not how you do science, (laughs) right? Like, like, hold on. Take your one living sample and fuck it up? Well, yeah, but also, I mean, in 1984, you can look inside the body without cutting somebody up. Well, they never said they were going to cut her up. They just said we were going to do internal testing. They were going to cut her up. They were going to cut her up. It was implied for sure, at the very least. Yeah. Like, like, you can learn a whole bunch. Also, she speaks English. Just ask her. Ask her some fucking questions. Yeah. There's no real this danger. Is not, if this is not Harry and the Hen- Yeah, she's also not dangerous. So no. this is not yeah, Harry and the Hendersons where he can't really communicate and if you piss him off he might throw you across the room. Right? This is this is just like a, a, a chick with a fishtail who can talk to you. But also Ask. there's no danger for her if they're gonna be reasonable about the way they that's true too. There's no danger for her. She's not a space alien. This is the, this, well, there is no, some I mean danger. I mean like there's no danger in this story. We need to feel like she's in danger. Yeah, oh, no, there's I a like reason it exists. Th- but that need- is a good point, yeah. Tim. There's a reason this ridiculous science stuff exists because we need to feel like she's in danger. This if is there the- were reasonable people looking at her, we wouldn't feel like she was in that much danger. This yeah, the but they blame it you- on scientists. That's the thing. They put it on yeah, scientists all the time. And it really should be government agents. No, the scientists. Like government that. agents aren't all bad. But scientists ruin the world. But it's more believable. Ter- it is more believable. So here's that thing, right? That you, I think Kendon has used this on me before where it's like, it happens because that the, otherwise the movie doesn't get made. Like yeah. it's the conflict. But of no, this I think this story. movie could be made without that. That's it, the thing. But just making somebody else the bad guy. Yeah, they're, mean, not, they're not doing that in the 1980s. They're not. It's, it's science. So back then. lazy. Science. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. They just think like like just because you dissected some frogs in science class doesn't mean that all scientists are interested in cutting people up. You're the masses, not wrong. The masses feel like that. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. trying to sell a plot point. Yeah. At least at that point in time, which is, I mean, it's very. Our, our brains will, will do the math for us. Podcast. Yeah. Our brains will do the math. We'll, we'll get to that point. We'll be like, right. Oh, they're going to cut her open and kill her. Yeah. Okay. Other funny thing, though, is that they're keeping her at the American Museum of Natural History. <laughs> like, I thought it was just an aquarium. No, no. It's a museum of natural yeah. history that's where they have her which was just funny because it was just like it's not labs it's not it's just at a museum but they've got a tank mm. and it's all militarized 
Um, their plan to break her out is ridiculous, yep. but I did think it was funny when John Candy makes the 12 inch penis joke to the Swedish guard. I like I liked it after the explanation. Yes. What is it? After you've seen it four or five hundred times, you start to pick up on. Well, yeah, he was just saying, basically, he was saying there's a lot of good porn out of Sweden. Yeah. He so is a porn some. fanatic. He's ridiculous, but I appreciated him. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see what else. I think that's, I mean, we've covered all of the points. Oh, the slimy cherries. We talk about the end of the movie. What happens at the end? Oh, okay. So at the end, they escape or they get her out of the American Museum of Natural History, take her back to Statue of Liberty where she can jump in the water and go home. And she reveals to him that he can come with her, um, but he can't come back. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just visit my uh, brother on at Christmas. And she's like, no, you can't, which is weird. I don't understand. Anyway, so she leaves and they're all sad. And then he's like, wait. And then he jumps in after her and... They live happily ever after, as far as we can tell. They kiss underwater. Well, he's passed out, so she gets him air, and then he's awake, and he doesn't have to. He's fine as long as he's near her. And she uses her fin to swat somebody in their nuts. They fight the Coast Guard. Oh, she pulls her mask off. Yep, she uses her fin or her tail, and then they go swimming at the bottom of the Hudson River, River Bay. Uh, and there's apparently a whole bunch of like fish and coral down there. And then as they go, they're swimming, which is great in terms of end credits. I really liked that. And then you see her city where they're headed. What do you think happens to these two in five years? They got babies. They still together. They're divorced. You think Alan is a good guy? <laughs> they're divorced. Not a good person. There's nothing so. like their relationship is not based on any strong no. surface no. or, or stru- what do you say? What it's is not on strong language? language. And like, well, and then like, is he? No, probably not because he's not the type to do that anyway. And her language is a bunch of like fax noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does, wait, is this? Does she blow up a bunch of TVs in this? Yeah. She does. She like makes she up some dolphin noises and blows yeah. up the TVs. Well, yeah, and like he's not the type. Oh, is that us? That's weird. Let's um save. Put on you can't save in between. You can't save partway through. But let's go ahead and put this on mute. So um yeah, so he's he's not learning the language. He's probably not getting along with his in-laws. No. He's he's Do we think she's royalty? No. Why do you think that? Well, it just seems like it's always it would always be like some special mer- Do you think she's just like a run of the mill mermaid? Mhm. I didn't. I mean, I didn't have any reason to think that she was. Anything Do you know different. what she is? Probably. Huh. What are those things that Ursula turns everybody into? The little seaweed monsters. Are they seaweed monsters? Is that I mean, just what, what we I call them? them? Seaweed monsters. You know how there's there's a bunch of them. Uh huh. I feel like she's just one of those random ones. She could be. Like she's not a special one. She's just. <laughs> yeah. No. She's just a person. This one wants to be thinner. That one wants yeah. to get the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Um, so this, what really is the little mermaid in a lot of ways. And I have no idea. I did not do any research or homework for this. So no idea if that was on purpose, but seems like it just seems like well, she found it's her. Prince. Be right. This is her Prince Eric. She came up to the surface and found him and saves him and then comes for him. This is, this with is her legs gotta be a, ma- to, a modern retelling of yeah, the little mermaid has, story. has to get him to love her in three days before the sun sets on the third day. You is that how many Paul days Prince she has to fall in, in love with you? Is that how many days she has in little mermaid? Little mermaid? Mm-hmm. And is that 
was it five days or three days in three. this movie? Yeah. Uh, five in it this movie. It was five days? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's... um, It's a bad movie. It's yeah. a bad movie. It's a bad movie with 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, what? That's like one of the highest we've done. Yeah. Like, I, don't, wow. I don't trust our Rotten Tomatoes score. Fair. Why? Why wouldn't you trust it? What does it mean? Well, Rotten Tomatoes just means if you take 100 critics and 90 of them said they liked the movie, they just got 90%. Mm, does it? Yeah. That's what it means. Okay. Or... But the Wait, do you know more behind the algorithm? Because right? it's, it's a review aggregating site, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing is whether they how they decide whether something's a positive or negative review, but mm-hmm. I think Rotten Tomatoes gets shit on a bit too much. Okay. I use Rotten Tomatoes a lot. I would be the audience score, however, is fifty-eight, which is a rotten audience score. Fifty-eight seems about right. It does, doesn't it? I think this is a modern eyes thing because Shalia, Shalia thought this movie was great up until the, until she actually watched if it. If you ask right? people about it, they would say something very positive because they haven't watched it recently. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, actually, I think there's a. I would have rated it higher than I would now after watching it. But here's the funny part: so we started, and I'm happy, like oh, buddy, 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 buddy. What is jumps. that? What's going on? It's a, that's a song that's playing on the ferry, and then he jumps in the water, and I want to go swimming. What were the words? Because oh, I was surprised. Like, buddy, 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 I, I think, Kendon, you noticed, like, I was smiling at the end of it. Like, despite how frustrated I was through the entire movie, at the end, apparently I had a smile on my face. But love, love did come and find him. It was just so one-sided. Yeah, he's really fucking lucky. Like, no, she, like she fell him. in love with him when he was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. Then she showed up again to save his life. I was thinking that she watches him a little bit. Like, she loves him from She's afar. a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a fun, like, alternate movie of, like, stalker mermaid. Actually, that would be I, that would be great. It's probably already a, a sci-fi original movie, though. Probably. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so I think I, w- I just want to point out, toot my own horn, how fortunate you guys are that I did not get to see quite as many movies as you guys did, because <laughs> you get this fresh take. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I mean, even it, I wouldn't. Have, I don't remember much. I've seen it. I don't remember a lot of it. I do, but I. This I is also a very fresh take for me from adult eyes, yeah. adult female eyes. Um, okay, so I've told you guys what my favorite thing is. What's your favorite thing about this movie? I didn't like this movie. Eugene Levy. Even that. He's no. great. What did you like about him? He's a crazy villain. Yeah. Did you like when he's like, stop the car. I did this mess. I'll fix it. Yeah, and he goes to like stand in front of the army. That was funny. And then they don't move and he jumps out the way. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, a maniac. I guess, I guess the, the chase maybe so is. Silly. Because when they flip the car, when all of the army yes. people just flip the car. Was what funny. was the thing the cab driver called him? Gomer. Gomer. Yeah. He's great. Gomer Pyle. You know Gomer Pyle, right? Yeah. So I don't know that reference, but we were realizing that From people in the 80s would Wait, is know. it a movie or TV 70s. series? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. But that's a reference that in the 80s, it would be, it's like me saying, hey, Thor, step aside. I got mm-hmm. this. Or whatever. Yeah. And he just like gets the army people to come and like. Oh, he's a Marine. Marine. 
Um, so that was, yeah, no, he was, he was an interesting character because he was a villain and then he has like a character arc where he has a heart, similar to Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I want to help you. Yep. So, Kenan, you didn't like the movie, but did you like any part of the movie? No. There, you laughed at times. But But they don't stick to me, like stick in my brain. Mm -hmm. Other than that chase, the chase had some funny stuff in it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just found myself getting bothered. Did you, uh, I, actually, you were bothered by this, but did you appreciate that she got him the fountain? No. <laughs> put it in his apartment. No. So when we were, like, I keep bringing up Harry and the Hendersons and I like, I don't like watching a mess being made. Right. So she smashes all those TVs. That bothered me. And then that fountain just shows up and he doesn't have room for that. This is a New York apartment, right? Well, he was like, how did they even get that in there? Yeah. Clearly, how did they, they get broke that it in into there? pieces. No. Yes. No. They had to break it into pieces. Screw the top. No. On and the, no, I know. I, I <laughs> and then he was like, where's your necklace? And she traded in her necklace for that. And how thing. did that work? No. Like, how much is that necklace worth? Like, she what? did not trade. She. You would have to go and sell that necklace. Yeah. You don't just hand the necklace. Like, what, is it municipal workers who came to take this fountain away in one piece? Well, it was going to be destroyed, remember? The, yes. That- so who did she make this deal with? Yeah, I don't know. The other, but it was pretty funny how they show her use his money. Where, like, actually, as they were walking in, Kendon's like, someone take that credit card away from her. <laughs> uh, that scene. Because we do, we see her with his wallet, and she just keeps passing it to people. Like, first the cab driver d- took her to Bloomingdale's, and he just, like, takes enough money and gives her the wallet back. And then she's, like, using it at Bloomingdale's and just, like, hands it over and people help her spend it. Like, she's yeah, in New York handing we'll entire wallets to people. Yeah. And just smiling while she does it. And then doing aerobics in front of those TVs. And they're just like, yeah, she's been there for a long time, but we'll just let her stay. Ridiculous. If she wasn't a white woman, would she be able to still be in front of those TVs working out? Only if she was Asian. Yeah. I don't think of any other group where they would just be okay with this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm more just like, yeah, you think Asian, you could get away with it? Maybe, yeah. depending on... Well, it depends on the Asian. Yeah. I guess I'd say Japanese, but maybe not I don't even think Cambodian. so. I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine many people other than, like, Daryl Hannah's of the world being able to get no, away with that. No, I feel like it's a very 80s movie thing for, like, a Japanese person who's... Who they For are five going to hours, make? Hours and look. then they're like, We're yeah, because they would have now. made it seem like it was something cultural. Yeah, they maybe. were like, oh, she is so exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out because the voice I started with <laughs> say no, no, oh, it's like she's so intensely like honorable. I don't know what it, would, but I bet you that they like like it would be problematic. But they would find a way where it's okay for for that person to stay. But Tim, what do you think? And yeah. anyone other than a white woman get away know. with that? I don't know. For five hours working out in front of TVs. I don't know. You're like, we need to close now. Oh, okay, just go a little longer. <laughs> okay. Um, what influences aside from Little Mermaid, obviously, and Shape me, of Water? Okay, that's what I was about to ask you. So, isn't he all fish? I haven't seen yeah. Shape of Water, but is this at all similar? Yeah. Really. Amphibian creature, they fall in love. He's getting experimented on. They escape. What? The ending's very similar. What? It's just R-rated. And it's a sex scene. Academy Award nominated. Academy Award winner. Winner. For best picture. What? Yeah. Yeah, we've managed not to watch this. Picture? We need to see this. 
Shape of Water won Best Picture. Isn't this just yes. Abe Sapien? Similar. Similar. Wow. Basically the fish person from from Hellboy. From Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, wait, so is I that Hellboy he... movie out yet? Yeah. Don't. Oh, damn. Because we have Hellboy in the window here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hellboy's here with us. Um, I, that was one of my notes was to make sure, like, to ask okay. you about that. Shape of Water. Shape of Water, very sure. similar. Yep. And probably influenced. Oh, 100%. Especially the ending. Wow. 100%. How do you think this helped Tom Cruise's career? I don't Not know. Tom Cruise. Was, was the movie. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> if it was a hit, it helped him. I think it did. It was a very, like. It was early Tom Hanks, too. This wasn't, like, when he got in his Tom Hanks bag and was, like, killing these movies. This was early. You want to be with Daryl Hannah, who's coming off of Blade Runner. You're in this. You're in this Ron Howard oh, movie. Yeah. You're, okay. you, 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 yeah. You're, you're with John yeah, Candy. She plays Pris. You're with John Candy, who was the star at the time. Amazing. Yeah, of course, it helped yeah. him. No doubt about it. This and was the he perfect. He was flexing. He's an fucking asshole. He was flexing. But but I don't think. I think I think like as Kenan says, I think with modern eyes, we know he's an asshole. I don't think we're supposed to feel like it in '84. Watching and my guess film. is he doesn't look like an so? asshole. In no, that no, we're not in '84. He doesn't. Wait, actually, here's the thing. Though. He looks like a goofy, lovable, eccentric guy. Really? But here's the thing. Okay, so women's voices have been—I'm not going to say necessarily silenced, but have definitely been the volume turned down on for decades, right? So. Well, there's probably like 80% of women who watch this movie being like, he's kind of a dick at the time. I'm very curious to find out. I have no idea. I've like, never. This I've is never, dickish behavior. Yeah, I've, like a woman, a, a woman who says, don't come into the bathroom and a man just like keeps trying to come into the bathroom. I don't feel like that is something that has become like noticed as a problem in 2019. In, two, in, in 1984, right? I mean, Julia? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I have I have experiences, not my personal ones, but of friends who have been charged in while they're in the bath, and we consider that DV and end of relationships. So, and also the the yeah. the, the scene the scene where she's being surrounded by all the people after she gets sprayed with the water, like they go they. If, the, if it was shorter and they didn't show the amount of opportunities and the the ramp up of distress that she goes through, mm-hmm. like if it was a shorter scene, you might have been like, ha, huh, he protected his face. But mm-hmm. no, we watch him protect his face and then not help her and then not help her and then not help her and then stand up and then help himself. And, like, then, and then splash her in the face. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I need to go and find some 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 what do you call them some reviews by women from the time. Yeah, that'd be interesting. See if anybody got it, what they thought. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some got For it. For some reason, I'm just thinking of somebody like Gloria Steinem, but that would just not even. Gloria Steinem. <laughs> yeah, basically, feminists have been around. Like women have have known this stuff. I I find it hard to believe that this was an acceptable movie in two th- in, in 1984. For it's for feminists or for people. For feminists, like for well, somebody for who's aware, self-respecting of... women, it doesn't have to be a full-on feminist. Feminist, it has to be a, like, like a, a self-aware woman. Like, the fuck is this guy doing? But, but and why are you throwing yourself? To at be him? fair, the self-awareness as we grow and what we know changes. Except that, for that like, grows. I think if you talk to my mom, we she see it as obvious now. No, no, no. I think my mom would have seen it as obvious that I, whole time. Fair. So I'm curious in what she would have said. The mass or my mom. The yeah, masses like I wonder of what they thought of obvious it. now, but oftentimes, but we know, like, women get caught up in some of the same misogyny that men do. Yes, we, we do. But what okay. I'm saying is that 
Somebody who witnessed vo- it at the time. The, what did they say? Right. Well, but I'm saying like like the volume down on women's opinions mm-hmm. that were pro- like thir- what was this 35 years ago? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, does that were there basically were let's say more than 50 percent of women who watch this actually think it's problematic, but the um, dynamics of the era were such that they were not really saying it. Mm-hmm. And now their voices are have been empowered enough that they would say it. Like, did half of the women watch this and be like, I actually don't like this? Yeah, I don't know. That's there's a good no, question. There's no way to know. But I, I am curious. Like I, I'm going to try to figure it out. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> there's really no way friends, to, know. to be continued. Well, I, I, I'm definitely going to probably ask my mom about this. And be like, hey, do you remember Splash? Because it's not do, just, it's not just it? Splash in 84, right? It's everything happening around it. It's where we're at in that time in the world. It's where we're at politically. It's where we're but, at socially. But Tim, what I'm trying to say is we've done this for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Right. We've watched movies from all around this. And I'm saying I'm watching this specific movie with yeah. a fair amount of context at this point. Right. And being like, this sticks out. This sticks out. It's to us in 2019. Yeah, but I think the question That's is, are there women in 2000 or are, were there women yeah. in 1984 who said, this isn't cool. Like a very sizable amount it's of women. It's hard to find out. But it's that's hard the thing. To know. But I, I know. But a it woman, doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. I know a woman who's around know. my age now. Then, and I'm curious about what she would say because we have those. This is a nice thing about doing an '80s one, right? We have references yeah. that we can point to. So, like, I am actually really excited about this. I'm going to go ask her. Well, you're a woman. Like, you grew up watching this, but you didn't. You I, was, didn't I was a child. You, I had no and you, idea. And you didn't dig with problematic till I didn't today. know they were having sex. Yeah, till today. It's I didn't like, even it's, know. It's weird. I didn't understand the sex part. Yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. Well, I already. So, def- but adult women my age in 1984 watching it, I have. I actually can tap into somebody to say, "Hey, what did you?" Think? think and i'm very curious to see if if she didn't catch it at all because she's the type to be like burn your bras don't take a man's name yeah we had to sign petitions what do you, what do you mean, in like, my senior year in order to wear pants so like having then this movie where this woman is just a fucking sex symbol like i'm very no, curious and sex i think your mom object would, right that's object. what you mean right yeah and i'm i'm curious about what your mom because your mom is the type too to have seen that at the time and been like fuck that except but for I, I don't think she would have seen this movie or but, yeah if she but saw my, the movie but, but back to the fact that there's a 58 58- audience score right so that's the first place for me to go through is maybe it's some of these people who are going to say i saw this at the time that's what i'm hoping i'm gonna read i'm gonna read the tomato meter ones first of all out of 41 critics how many of the critics who were reviewing it at the time were women probably not that many not a lot yeah right anyways this is a project friends in the next within the next two episodes i want to I, i plan to come back with my findings. And if any friends happen to know any of this, if you were a little older in the 80s and were a woman or a new woman watching this and being like, this is shit, uh, we want to know about that. Or if it was the opposite and you guys were like all okay with, like I was as a child, <laughs> um, I'm wondering if some of my life decisions might have been negatively impacted by this type of movie, but we'll we'll put that aside for later. Um, my faith in Roger Ebert. It never goes wrong. He gave this a 1.5 out of 4. What did he say? Well, the quote is, Too bad the relentlessly conventional minds that made this movie couldn't have made the leap from sitcom to comedy. Mm, interesting. Comedy. So I don't know if he, he, if he comes at it from the uh, sexism point of view that we're noticing, but yeah. still. Okay. So, interesting. To be continued. Friends, let us know if you have any thoughts on it. Because we, yeah, this is a good research project. All right. Time for the rating. Are we past it, or is this a classic? I'm past this. 
Uh, I'm past it, but it's definitely very influential. Yeah. I am surprised. This was one that I picked. It was my pick. And I just assumed it would be a classic because I love it so much, just like Overboard. <laughs> it's a movie about swimming. It's or- Overboard is the 80s hair. too, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do that one soon then. Yeah, we should. It's, you know, do pretty hair and that? love. Yeah, and because we want Shelly to be happy. Sibling bond and all I'm of con- that stuff. I'm contractually obligated to try to make Shalia <laughs> happy. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm past it. I can't believe what what was happening in that movie. I, and I want to say, and what Shalia- was not like it was unapologetically happening. And then in the end, he doesn't apologize for any of that, and he goes off to be like happily ever after with her. Now we know probably that's not going to last, but hopefully it doesn't last, and that she's happy going forward. Because wow, what were you going to say, babe? You picked a good movie. Thanks. Or you made a it. good movie choice. Yeah. It makes it made like it it made I feel like for good conversation. I agree. At least. Friends, um hopefully you agree too. And I have one note for this episode. Mm. And this was movies in the background. Mm. So there was a couple of different theaters in the background. There might have been more, but we caught two. One of them was a movie that Shalia was interested in. Yes. What movie was that? I don't remember. The Outsiders? <gasps> the Outsiders is one of my favorite movies. Is it of an all 80s time. movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's Tom Cruise and Patrick yeah, it's Swayze young and Tom Rob. All young in this movie. Ralph Macchio. Is that one of their first movies? Charlie Sheen. Yeah, okay, so this is Emilio clearly Estevez. going in the bag. It's my. Right? It's already in the box. Yeah. In the box. It's one of. Hey, my do favorites. we have a bag or a box? What do we call this? We have a box. Okay, Are we pulling it's in the, the box. box. <laughs> no, because we keep coming up with the yeah. next one. To the box is there because we need it. We'll start we pulling from the box. We'll start pulling from it. But Tim, did you notice what the other one? No. What another one was? No, it's a major one because hmm. it's going in the box. The Evil Dead. She's not gonna watch that. Are you kidding me? Sure, she'll watch the Evil no. Dead. No. Are you serious? Have you seen it recently? Stop hyping it up, Tim. I don't. Uh, I don't want you Thank having you. a rough night no, at your house. It's like a chocolate syrup blood sort of situation. Uh, no, Tim knows no, that no, there's all kind of sorcery and spells and rape. She'll be fine. A tree rapes a person in this movie. A tree? A tree rapes a woman. <laughs> a tree does. <laughs> well, you know what? Trees don't scare me as much as zero. That scene is. will scare you. No, it won't. All right. Give you an idea. All right. Okay, well. <laughs> Listen, I've seen the movie multiple times. I'm fine watching it. Also, I, how much of The Evil Dead 2 am I conflating? The Evil Dead 2 is probably an easier watch. The Evil Dead 2 is The Evil Dead. It's more... It's like they took the same movie and remade it. It's it's like, it's a lot more campy and silly and less on the fright. Mm. Evil Dead is way more... Army of Darkness? Is that an 80s movie? Or is that uh, 90s? Do your 90s. research and no. you can make your pitches for Anyways, Scary I think October. we should do The Evil Dead. Okay. Make your pitch for Scary October. Uh, but Ooh, before October. then, you can do it in October. She's not gonna do it anytime before then. Absolutely not. And maybe I'm not gonna do it then either. Yeah, but we'll find out. Uh, so, but right now we're in June, and what are we doing next? Is it Short Circuit or the other one? There's a couple I have in mind. One of them would be um, Total Recall. Total Recall. You, I, to I, you know, I'm now literally calling it in my head. Get your ass to Mars. Um, short circuit and, um, a movie called Condor Man, <laughs> which I can tell you more about oh, another time. Have you seen it? <laughs> Not in a while. <laughs> I have like something in my mind, but I'm guessing I'm way off. Kind of like the thing. Nope. Not the thing. What's a uh, toxic Avenger. 
which had a somebody referenced that the other day. I was just like, "How do you know Toxic Avenger?" And they because it was a cartoon series, <laughs> but it was just really funny. So next two like, weeks, there were action figures. Did, yeah, did we talk about the action figures? We did, probably. Okay. So next two weeks are short circuiting Condor Man. Those no, no, no. Condor Man will be a, will will be a week the same week. Uh, sorry, an adjacent week to um, Total Recall. So then, what are we doing? So we're doing. So next, we're doing Short Circuit and. Do we know? Overboard? Sure. This is another swimming movie. Kids. Yay. No? I don't love it, but we can do it. What? That was not a very enthusiastic you yay. Have, friends, <laughs> sur- Short Circuit is going to be the next one. And on that episode, we'll tell you what the next one is. Yeah, that's true. We'll know by then. We'll do Overboard, yeah. Usually. We know. So, <laughs> for Short Circuit next week. When? Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. Mm-hmm.